0: And welcome back to Thought. It is one of my favourite weekends of the year. The Paddy Power meeting at Cheltenham. Three days of top-class jumping action. Absolutely quality cool to get stuck into. It's, it's when the season really, really ramps up. I love November. It's so, you know, big race after big race every weekend. Uh, joining me, as per usual, on the other end of the line, is James Watson, who wants to talk about the Breeders' Cup a little bit first.
1: Yeah, um, it was an outstanding weekend for Team Europe. Um, one of my favourite weekends of the year and it certainly didn't disappoint this year with the European runners um, obvious highlight for me has to be Glass Slippers uh, being the first European horse to even finish anywhere close in that race um, she were electric uh, she took the bends fairly well and which I didn't have any question marks about having been around Chester around here so she Flew home under Tom Eaves, kept on the inside, got all the nice running ground, and got a lovely split up the rail and flew home. Um, it was uh, sort of a good weekend for Yorkshire with Nigel Tinkler's. You better believe it running a cracker as well. Um, that was an unbelievable performance from him. Having give away so much uh, yardage at the beginning, or uh, do I? Can I've never? I've not even got. Fully grips to the name of Ardoira. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but James Fanshawe. It was, it was great to see James Fanshawe get a proper day out and a big, big name. Because we've seen him with other horses in the past. He's always been, he's been winning the big races, but I don't think he's quite ever got the credit he deserves. And I think this was a bit of a crowning glory, seeing him at the track, him and his wife celebrating. I thought that was superb to see Um Order of Australia was an upset upset in the mile, bringing on the one, two, three for the man that is could be the best trainer of our generation, Aidan O'Brien, agonising for Circus Maximus. I thought he was going to get there in the end. Um, PCB quite clearly didn't read the script, and uh, the script was built around him, really, at the Breeders' Cup weekend. He rode two inspirational races, and, and, and certainly on Order of Australia, it was... I I'd say Ryan Moore's ride on Circus Maximus. Chris Crook wrote uh Crook, sorry, uh wrote a uh, article in The Guardian about how Ryan Moores ride on Circus Maximus was better than Order of Australia and PCB and I completely agree. Um just because he was a forty to one well, no no hope chance, uh this decided to roust him along and it, somehow it it worked. Um so, great to see a 1-2-3 there. Cameco ran with a lot of credit. Safe voyage. It wasn't one of his going days, but he still finished fairly well enough. Um, and then Tanawa winning the Breeders' Cup turf to, to cop co- off the uh, the fourfold for the Europeans. And I thought Colin Keane gave Tanawa an excellent wide to say he'd never been aboard previously. Uh, obviously agonising for Christoph Sumion, who... Uh, tested positive for Covid beforehand so couldn't ride her but swooping down the outside. Magic over on a cracker as well. I just don't think she was I don't I just don't think she's managed to bounce back since Gay I think that took the stuffing right out of the um Lord North run with credit as well in fourth and uh finish up with the Breeders Cup classic and that was that race slightly disappointed me in the end. Uh the arrived by Rad Ortiz Junior probably dampened the spirit slightly with the amount of whip use and aggravation behind it. But Authentic was a good winner for Bob Buffett. Uh, there's a lot of question marks around him at the minute and I find it difficult to support him. Um, Tis the law was disappointing, uh, as was maximum security. But Authentic uh, goes off to stud now and hopefully he'll have a good stamp on them. Yeah, it's, it's
0: a perfect round up there, mate. All of Australia I think goes down as one of the biggest shocks I have ever seen in horse racing. Not a single thing on his form said so he should have been able to get anywhere near. <laughs> you know, anywhere near. He went into that rate at 107. You know. Zhuifeng Feng has a better peak rating than that. <laughs> uh. This is a horse who, on paper, was worse than Zhuifeng, Feng. Winning, winning at the Breeders' Cup. Unbelievable. Uh, but it just shows what an absolute genius Aidan O'Brien is. And the main man, PCB, who is just one of the greatest sportsmen in the world nowadays. I think the greatest flat jockey in the world. <laughs> just everything he touches turns, to go- turns to gold. I'll have a quick run through of the jumping action. Uh, very happy my nap went in with Somerville boy. That, that, look, their conditions are seeing to really, really good effect. He, he's got a chance of making the frame in the stays. Once again, though, I'd expect there might be a couple better than in those sort of races. I mean, we second in the cleave, you know. He's capable of picking them up. El Presente got the job done in the Badger Rails Trophy, Trophy. Had a really, really fruitful campaign so far. Uh, holding off Potterman, favourite, very disappointing. Danny Wiesbank, as we predicted, outpaced by halfway. It's a immensely slow horse. He, he's a chef des in Britain. Uh, and Soul Royal, who I think everyone likes. Soul Royal and Top Notch, the, the, the little double green dream team.
1: The double green dream team, that's superb.
0: is, isn't it? And they're superb as well. Two super likeable horses uh, getting the job in the elite hurdle. And again, look, it, it, it's thin enough on the ground in Britain. It's thin enough on the ground in terms of grade one, two mile hurdlers. And although, you know, he came up short, I think he was fifth the last time he ran in a champion hurdle. Uh that, that'll be three three seasons ago now. Look, it's he's probably a little bit weaker and the likes of Cornerstone Lad winning grade ones last season. Anything really that Epiton doesn't go to over here in case Goshen isn't as good as we might think, Sorrell can win grade ones this season over Hurdles. I don't think he's a likely champion hurdle winner at this stage. But if, you know, if, if Epperton and Goshen don't turn up in, in any of them, he's a genuine contender there. He's, he's, he's not far off, you know, certainly being in the top five in Britain at the minute, two-mile hurdlers. And he is just a super, super likeable animal. Over in Ireland, a uh, bit of a shock with Apu Tar getting turned over by Castle Grace Paddy at Navan. Well, I don't mind Castletta's pad. I think he's quite a, a quite a good grade two level chaser. You know, it, last season didn't go as well as as I think the team would like, and he still managed to win a grade two at Navan. Uh, same course, same distance this weekend. Aplutar is better over slightly further into than this. <laughs> it's not a reappear. The fact that he got beat, I wouldn't worry about too much. I think there were enough positives to take from Aplutar's run to conclude that he's, he's at a similar level as he was last season. Easy work is good. Uh, so too probably is a horse who we beat in the second, embittered, who I really like for the, uh, the Calty Herder last season. And he's the sort of horse that I would have liked for a novice handicap this year if they'd have kept it. Uh, hopefully maybe his rating may see him get into the plate because I think that's the sort of race that'll suit him well. Two nice horses for Jean's town there, though. Uh, Ronan McNally continues to stick his fingers up at the handicapper in, in every single form of race, and on either side of the Irish Sea, uh, the jam man uh, absolutely pissing up in the Troy Town. From Jim, you have to say the horse who finished second in his voice, because you can do it better than me. Roaring bull! Roaring bull! I had a power for me, too, <laughs> Discordantly fourth, but yeah, the jam man. Ah, uh, look, it, Ronan, Ronan McNally. I, 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 I'm not the biggest fan, I've, I've said this before, but I do appreciate the shit out of it. And when he's doing it, you know, practically on a weekly basis, as he has been for the past for the past couple of months, I do slightly respect it a little bit more. He's just taking the piss out of the entire sport. Uh, so well done to Jan Man and the McNally team. And Sire de Burley took the Liz Mullen.
2: He's a good horse inside he's, he's, of He's one who I've, I've tended to think
0: people. I, I've, I've tended to rank him a little bit lower than other people have, if that makes sense.
1: I agree, because I have, I have as well, because I don't think he's as good as people are making out. I know he, uh, what he's done in the past two seasons at Cheltenham have been phenomenal. I don't think he's as good as what people are making out.
0: No, but but you can't argue with it. Lucky, but he's won two pretense back to back off top plate time for him having run into a higher figure and losing the at Oscar, winning the stages when he won the pretense last season, and he's he's done this in in what was a fairly solid race over an island over the two and a half miles. (laughs) Probably, you know, the main danger was Ronald Pump, who came down at the last when when yet to really commit into a challenge. Ten best price ten to one for the stayers now. I still think we need to see more from Sayada Burley. But he's really not a mile off. He's really not a mile off. He's he's not sexy at all. Is he, you know, oh, look a horse getting beaten, in potential qualifiers and then going in going and winning the Stayers hurdle the year after is one of the is one of the ones where you think oh that's a bit disappointing. But he's a little bit of a weak... Weighty division as it has been for a couple of years, especially in Ireland, and that they're the sort of races you can pick up. I wouldn't be shocked to see him win a Grade One this season, if I'm honest. And then Golo, who I just think he's quite good, uh, getting the better of of a disappointing Esquilane. I like I, I like this play, He turned Malone road over the whole. <laughs> the long road over earlier in the season. Uh, it, it, it's, it's doubtful he's going to be one of the ones that would be there there about to come Cheltenham time. But he's a nice horse going forward, and it be interesting to see what what sort of might they give him for handicaps, whether he could rock up in something like a county. And the first race on the Saturday at Cheltenham, we'll touch on the Friday at the end, We're recording this Thursday evening, so we thought we'll, we'll give the races that hopefully... If you're listening to this, what have already happened? Uh, more coverage first. Uh, the 12:30 uh, is the Presbury Juvenile Hurdle, Grade Two Juvenile Hurdle. Uh, first of all, Jim, should they have a Grade Two Juvenile Hurdle in November? The answer is no. Uh, I thought you not this. Did all mankind win it last season as well? I think so. Of course you did, because I had the first three on the card here last year. Obviously, my, my horse in the big one pulled up. Uh, hell Red, even money favourite with the betting at the minute. Nine to four, Duffel Coat. Sevens, Adagio. Twelves, Cabo Cliffs, Historic Heart. Twenty-two, Balco Saint. Twenty-eight, Billy the Squid. And forty-two on Jersey Grey. Anything strong on this, mate? Uh,
1: I think the front three could be potentially at the head of the market in uh, the Juvenile Division this season. Uh, the one at the price, and I was impressed with how we jumped last time, was Adagio of David Pipes. Uh, bought from France, having uh, had two runs. They were solid, with one of them being a win. Uh, put the field uh, quite comfortably aside. And, and then his juvenile start for the stable. He beat um, Duke of condicut who's been going well on the flat. Uh, he had a rate in a 78 uh, when he last run, and I, I thought that he Need to be quite good to be beating him, and he, he brushed him aside fairly comfortably. Uh, lustly, uh fell when looking like he was tiring, but I think he—I don't think he would have been beaten far in that race. I, I don't think that race was too bad, and he's brushed him aside fairly comfortably as well. Um, so I, I'm looking forward to seeing the Dadgio back out. I think seven to one's a fair price. I respect Duffel but last time out in, in at, at Weatherby, I thought it was. He made all hard work of it and he probably shouldn't. He should have just brushed the field aside fairly simply uh, and he, he seemed to make hard work of it. I have been impressed with his jumping and his turn of pace uh, that he's shown at, in Ireland, but um, I've been looking to take him on here. And Hell Red was, uh, well, foot perfect. He, he made it made all and uh, brushed the field aside in the juvenile hurdle at Chepstow. Um, so it's obvious why he's favourite because he is what could be the best horse in this race and could easily be uh, the best English horse in the juvenile division. Um, we've seen connections do well with uh, these sorts of horses in previous years and it's understandable why it's even money, but Adagio is where my money will be going.
0: Yeah, I understand that from a price point of view because, you know, profiles are very similar. Obviously, Hell Red was, you know, you couldn't, Pick a single hole in what he did at Chepstow. But Adagio was equally as impressive in Morik, Uh From a horse being always half decent in Duke of Condicate. So I can p- completely see why you like him at 7 to 1. I think that's overpriced, but I, I've. The favourite looks like he could be a bit of a star. At least this season in the juvenile division. You know, Paul Nichols has both him and the horse who beat him uh, at Otoy. Mon Miral seemingly thinks a hell of a lot of them both. And you don't unlikely to see an easier winner than what than what you saw with Hellred at Chepstow. I understand why Adagio might be the bet, but I think Red wins.
1: Yeah, I agree. I I I, I have the same point. Um, but Adagio at sevens is shouting from the rooftops for me.
0: The next is the uh, one hundred and five. It's an amateur riders handicap chase over three miles and a furlong. Uh, anything strong in this gym? Free co uh, Sorry, favourites at the minute: Kilfillan, Cross, of Pippin, and Bermio.
1: No, not, nothing strong in this race at the minute. Um, this is the race that Lebray should have been running in, um, but I see the stable entered Equus Secretus, uh, who. I think probably will go fairly close in this. Um, ran well in the beginners' chase last time out, uh, getting his head in front. Uh, was fifth uh, behind doing fra- fine in a in a a good handicap uh, at Cheltenham uh, on on uh, New Year's Day. So I think that's probably where I'd be going.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Uh... The interesting one in this for me is Lamanva Pippin, given that he's a, from what we saw, saw of him in his novice chase season, an immensely hard horse to assess. Last of four in, a, in quite a good race. Uh, last of four finishes, I should say, in quite a good race on his chasing debut. We then won a little bit of a Mickey Mouse contest around Chepstow. Well, not a Mickey Mouse contest, but be, be, beating horses who weren't quite at this level. You know, and then he was third in the uh, in the national hunt chase. He's opening handicap mark, is one three two. 3 2 Look, he's, he's, he's joint 5-11-2, and it's a sort of profile, that, like, I was on about with Danny Wisbang last week, that when I don't really know how to adequately assess a horse's uh, novice chase form, I'm not sure, I'm, I'm not always too happy beside him if I'm on their chase debut. But on their handicap debut, sorry, but one three two for him looks a lot fairer than one four five did for Danny Wisbey. I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up being slightly better. That finger on the switch did really well last season as well. Uh, it was Millie Wanecott, wasn't it, who who struck up a really decent partnership with him last last season. Uh, Victoria Malzard on board on Saturday, and Kim philum Cross has a good Cheltenham Festival record. Second. Uh, In the Kim Muir last season to Milan native, he was second to any second now the year before as well. You can see him being popular 1-4-1 isn't an unfair mark of him. And I'm a general fan of Petite Power, though he might find this happening a bit too quick for him. He's a bit of a boat nowadays. Uh, I quite like this race. So is it the one where probably about a decade ago a jockey stole another jockey's whip?
1: I think it might be. I, I also remember this as a Sam Whaley-Cohen bullying race. The, was it the uh, young master that he bullied the field in this race?
0: Yeah, I think you're right. You are right with that as well. Uh, the 140 is the uh, November, obviously, Chase, Grade 2, Overton Miles Fusel Raffles, 5-4, 7-2, Eldorado Allen, 9-2, Keldestan, 8 Zachareva. 10s, Gumball, 11s of Patriot. Where are we landing?
1: Fascinating race. I think uh, all runners have got a chance in this. Um, I, I've been with Fusil Raffles in his last two starts, and he hasn't done a lot wrong. However, I'll probably be looking to oppose him. I think this will be his toughest task uh, that he's faced yet over fences. I know they're running, he's running too nice, novice chasing chases so far, but um, Eldorado Allen's jumping last time was, well, a big mistake at the last, ball, and that, I was impressed with him, um, and he still stayed on fairly strongly, uh, he's a horse that, everyone's cast their mind back to winning that, uh, maiden hurdle at Sandown on his first start for the Tizards, and and he's sort of failed to, he's just been disappointing, let's just say that, um, since then, and he's been, tried in fairly high company we saw him running the county and he was nowhere And we know what the Tizard horses were like he didn't run too badly in the contenders hurdle um but i think fences are more up his street he's a, a big bold sort of uh stamp of a horse that the Tizards like to purchase we know what they're like with novice chasers uh and i think that i'm looking forward to seeing him he needs to step up again I think 4-1's to one's on the skinny side at the minute, and I probably won't be playing him, but I think he has got a good chance, just at the price he's putting me off at the minute. If you offered me sixes, maybe I, I might buy. Um, KDF stands interesting going over fences. We've seen him have a little pipe opener on the flat at Bath, um, but uh, he was consistent in hurdles. He beat Eldorado Allen in that contenders hurdle last season, which was probably the the pinnacle of his year. He, he ran well in the Great Wood. Uh, he's normally ready fairly early and he's had uh, wind surgery as well. And I'm excited to see uh, Zahar uh, in this. I've been... I thought she did a lot wrong in that novice chase when beating Wave of the Sea and Polish Steel. Uh, and she's beat Heaven Help Us first time out this season. Um, I think that a four-year-old filly in this race, receiving a heaps of weight will certainly help. I think Connections won this race. with put the kettle on, if I'm not wrong. You're um, right last season, yeah. And I think that she's an interesting horse coming over uh, from Ireland for Henry de Bromhead. We know what he did. We put the kettle on last year. She was a filly, um, and in here, I think nine to one is probably where the value is for me. Um, I think the price of Fusel Raffles is fair enough. Five to four, I, I think it's an acceptable price. Um, but I think Zara Kever, each way, would be where I'd be landing.
0: That's interesting, that, mate. Again, if, if, if you were to give me this line-up on paper, uh, I'd say Fusel Raffles is the likeliest winner. I'm not sure whether I think 5-4 slightly skinny. He's been, he's, he's been very, very efficient on both his chase stats this season, though.
2: Eldorado Allen,
0: I still think he's somewhat slightly priced on potential. Even though he was fine beating Stormy Allen, he's been beaten again since, to be fair. Should he be 7-2 to two based on what he's achieved, whereas where few of the Raffles is 5-4? I don't think so. I'm surprised that there's only £6 between them in official ratings. It's a bit mental, that, isn't it? Yeah, you, 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 you. It, in my head it seems like few of the Raffles was a completely different quality of hurdler to him. Sheldon Stan, I think he's an immensely likeable and solid and professional racehorse you'd want him to do well over fences he probably just kind of fits in that sort of never zone where he might he's never unlikely to ever be quite good enough to win open grade ones but he'll give his running in in uh, grade twos and the like Paul Nichols is in fantastic form in fantastic form so if he's got this lad ready I think he'll, you know, he'll certainly give his running. I think Fusel Raffles is quicker, though, than he is. You know, mm. the, as much as I like Keldersand, I, I think the one thing he does lack a bit of is a turn of foot.
1: Mm. And I, think, I agree. I think Fusel Raffles could turn the taps on a bit better than he could.
0: Yeah, I, I generally like Gumball, but I see no reason why he should uh, overturn Fusel Raffles' form from, from toxic. So as boring as it is, having run through practically all the field, I know you like Zar like you talked about. And, and to be fair, her win last time out was good and looks good. Similar with Le Patriot, who turned over Pick Dory and ended last season winning the champion hurdle. You know, the, the Newlands think a fair bit of him. He took the Swinton back into 2018 19. He, he might be overpriced at 11 to 1. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you he might be the
0: for me, he'd be the each-way play against a few of the raffles, but again, I think the Fav wins, I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, fair. fair. Um, I'll go for Zacharyva. Um Bet without the favourite for Le Patriot, I wonder what price he'd be.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting one, mate. The Paddy Power Gold Cup. is called the Paddy Power Gold Cup again, which I didn't realise until we started recording this. I thought it was still the bet Victor. Uh, the that's what. That, that's from before even I were born. Uh, Jim, shall I run through quickly horse by horse? Yeah,
1: can do if you want.
0: Start at the top, then ASO, twenty to one best price.
1: I, I think he's of a bit of value. Um, we've seen his form around Cheltenham in races like this, um, all a bit slightly over, um, two mile five and extra furlong. Uh, we've seen what he's done in the Ryan area in 2019 behind Frodon, he ran with a lot of credit, um. He's won these sorts of races uh, two years ago and a year ago. Um, He he was slightly disappointed probably last year. They they stepped him up to three miles uh, and he just wasn't the same. Um, I think 22 is a bit of value. Um, He's getting on a bit in age now and he might not be as quick as what he used to, but he's a fairly was fairly consistent in this sort of race. If you go back to 2019 and uh, late 2018 and I think it's interesting he's dropping back into a handicap having seen him run in the King George, the Ryanair uh, and the Peterborough last season and the Charlie Hall so he's been running top class races and he's dropping into a handicap now and he could be dangerous to de- dismiss
0: oh, I, I like Aso, I think a lot of people like Aso, generally fine servant for the Nisha Williams yard the last years, I'm not sure whether he's uh, on the decline though nowadays, mate. I I know he's dropped 10 pounds in the weight from this time last year. Obviously, he has won off this mark before. But I I think he could be vulnerable to to quicker and younger legs. His Cheltenham record is absolutely fine. you know, Twice placed in a Ryanair, fourth in this race in 2016. Wouldn't wouldn't be for me though, mate. I I I think he might find himself a little bit vulnerable here to ones who are more likely to be ahead of their mark.
1: Yeah, I understand, but at twenty two to one, I couldn't dismiss him.
0: Number two, simply the bets.
1: Yeah, a, a horse that flourished last season over over fences, um, having the five starts and four of them being in wins, and, and the pinnacle of that was winning at the Cheltenham Festival in the Brown Advisory. Uh, plate, um, my only winner at the Cheltenham Festival last year how sad does that sound um, He's not progressed- even
0: Envoy Allen
1: <laughs> I I, I'm not accepting Envoy Allen as a winner um, and we've seen what he's done, he's progressed around Cheltenham, this is right up his street perfect stepping stone and if he wins this he won't be far away in the Ryanair Is his mark a bit steep on 5-7? I think it is but I understand why they've given him a marker 157, because they don't want him to grasp go away from him again, because they lost a bit of hold with him last season. Uh, that form of the novice handicap at Cheltenham was impeccable, isn't it? Imperial Aura went on to win at the festival, and on the slopes won uh, that nice race at Kempton. So, Sully uh, Doc, yeah, Yeah, we've seen what he did the other week, sluiced home. Um uh, I mean, it's understandable why he's been given it but, and if he does run such a good race and even, go, even goes to win, you have to chuck him up there uh, for that weight carrying performance.
0: I, I don't think it's as harsh as other people do, Jim. No? I, I think he wins. Yeah. I do. Uh, the plate is the best handicap of the season in terms of depth. Hardest one to get into. At the very race last year, you have to be rated at least 140 to get in. You know, it's a really, really high-class handicap. And the thing is, I rewatched watched this finish last year, of, of, sorry, of the plate, of last year's plate. Happy Diva gets ahead of him, and she's not soft. And simply the best gets back up. First-rate attitude from the lad. Look, he's he's won well, I say what I consider to be the strongest handicap of the season last year, especially with you know in a year with no Grand National. The horses in behind him were ones that you know, who have either shown exceptional course for or well uh, or were well in form. old Grangewood had a really good year, Mr Whitaker, ex Cheltenham Festival winner, Ben Dundee's ran well at the Cheltenham Festival before Spirit of the Games turns up again here. Runs well almost every time he turns up. The form is rock solid from the plate and the novice chase. I don't think he would have been out of place in in the uh, marsh. I think he's a likely winner of the Ryanair than the likes of
1: Mellon. Uh, and I think he wins this. Well, you put forward a very strong case and hopefully you're asked. There's
0: still each-way prices, though. Each-way prices to come. So, I do have a couple of alternatives. Uh, number three, Mr. Fisher Jim. Best prize, fall to one Fav now. That's, that's been supported. When, you know, He was available around eight earlier in the week.
1: Yeah, a horse that uh, I thought was going to win the marsh. I was mightily impressed with his uh, novice chase win at Doncaster beating Al Dancer, who I will be mentioning very shortly soon. Um, jumps very well. I wasn't exactly of the opinion that he would, um, having seen him in the flesh winning the, in the Rossington main, I thought that they might keep him over hurdles uh, however he jumps the fence very very well, um, he's got form round Cheltenham uh, and it's understandable why there's been a bit of money for him um, would I have him two pounds lower in the weights than simply the bets? Probably probably not, I think I'd have Mr Fisher higher than, than simply the bets. Um, but I can't fault what he's done so far in his chase career. And it's understandable why he is that price. But the fact that he's gone now from eight puts me off completely.
0: Yeah, look, he's he's an archetypal sort of horse that you'd like to see go and win this. You know what? A horse who has ran well without winning a Cheltenham Festival novice chase thrown into a handicap off a mark in the 150s. That's a sort of second-season chaser. That is usually all the rage to a race like this, a race like the Hennessy. The case is obvious. You know, the the marsh form is fine. I don't mind him over two miles, but I think this might be his trip going forward. The case is, uh, again, price has gone, but I wouldn't put anyone off.
1: Yeah, and I also think Nico... Sort of reserved him slightly in the, in the marsh. I didn't feel like he went for it at any stage, and that's nothing against the ride. Um, obviously, there were stamina question marks because um, I know he had run, one round, two miles, five, but he does have a lot of speed and he just never was seen to be in the race. But certainly a, an interesting chance in this.
0: Number four, Al Dancer, best price
1: 15 to 2. Yeah, he's, he's had a run already beating Master Tommy Tucker. Um, who we saw one the other day. He was fifth in the Arkle last season. Um, he didn't jump very well, and he was never really going. Um, he did go off 16-1, to 1, to be fair, and uh, having bumped into uh, Mr. Fisher uh, prior to that as well, I think he needs to step up again. I was impressed with how he jumped um, at Newton Abbott last time. It stepped him up in distance for the first time. We'd seen him mostly campaigned at two. Um, it showed that he clearly stayed, and I think he's got a chance. But I feel like he, I feel like he's beatable in a race like this. Um, One pound difference between him and, him and Mr Fisher, and uh, Mr Fisher beat him by a length off even weights. So that will certainly, if you fancy Mr Fisher, you have to chuck out answering, don't you?
0: I think this horse will improve for the trip more than Mr Fisher will. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I, I think Aldancer, I was less convinced by Ildancer as a two miler than I was by Mr. Fisher as a two miler. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And if you'd have said to me who would jump up, who would increase say, A rating by a larger amount over two and a half miles, I'd say Dancer Now, obviously, that would be easier for him to do because Mr. Fisher was better than him mm. over two miles. Uh, but he got the job done well at mass, uh, doing doing Master Tommy Tucker over at Newton Abbott. The time before last, I I, I felt you know I've, I've had this opinion about both him and Angels Beth for a while was that they didn't really flop in the Supreme because they were bad horses out of their depth. They were you know horses who wanted further, running over two miles. Uh, again, at times yeah, like I said, didn't convince me his jump in last season. Wasn't, wasn't poor, though. Didn't put in a poo round last time at Newton Abbot. Uh, I like him at this trip. He's on a fair enough mark, I think, for a one four five. I think he's got a chance. Mm-hmm. Five, Slate House, Jim. Would have won this last season if he hadn't come down, very possibly.
1: Yeah, and my fancy for the race... Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, I think 2-mile-4, well-run race round Cheltenham is up his street. I know he has won... Uh, a three mile, well, we saw him win the Corso Star over three mile, um, and stamina certainly isn't that much of a question mark. Uh, six in the RSA last year, but I think this sort of race suits him a lot more. Um, he would have absolutely hosed up, wouldn't he? Um, he was cantering, and it makes me feel sick watching that race back. Um, but I, I'm willing to give him another go in this race, and um, I think 10 to one's a fair enough price about him. It showed that his second season of his campaign last season sort of helped him to learn to jump a bit better. Um, and I think he'll just, I think he'll progress again. I think he's a bit of a work in progress still at the age of eight. Uh, and I think that a well run race, because I can see there'll be playing, being plenty of pace on uh, Ace so or okay. simply the bets, so probably go forward. So, Syrah Delac's normally there and thereabouts. Happy Diva's ridden fairly prominently as well. Uh, and I, I I just feel like there is plenty of pace for him to sort of smuggle himself in. He likes to be delivered fairly, not not late late, but he likes to come through horses. And I think that the race might just fall apart. We have seen in recent years that this race does favour a lot of the front runners. If you go back to Baron Elko and Fraud on winning this, um, nothing got anything near them, um, and here. I think that this race will sort of just not fall apart, but I think there'll be plenty of pace on. And with certain horses with stamina to, to answer, such as Mr. Fisher, I'll answer um, over a well-run two-mile four, I think that he could just come with his little dustpan and brush later on and sweep up. Oh, mate, I'm not with you here. Are you completely against me? I wouldn't say completely against
0: against you, but I'm, I am remain somewhat unconvinced by Slatehouse. house. Um, I, I think the right move is going back to this trip. I don't think he's ever looked a convincing stay at three miles, even though he has won a three mile grade one. That was round Kempton and also a very bad race. Wasn't it? it Who's was he beating the Felton? Black Hop.
2: Yeah. One win in two years. Danny Wisban? The
0: less said, the better. Jarvis Plate. You know, wouldn't be surprised if he was retired by the end of the year.
2: <laughs>
0: I Sorry, mean... you know, it, 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 I saw them calls. I saw what we did with poetic rhythm and that kind of clouded my judgment. That might have been a little bit harsh on Jarvis' plate. But there, he's beat three horses we have done bugger all since. I know Black Ops only had the one run, to be fair to him. But I, I ain't convinced. And then he rounded off our season with two genuine slogs. He did not enjoy the Cotswold. And he did not enjoy the RSA. But if, they
1: were, were top-class races.
0: But if they've left a mark on a horse who has been so fragile, so hard to get right in the past, you know, this isn't like the sort of Denman-type character where, you know, if, if he has an hard race, you, you don't worry that it's constitutionally will have left a mark on him. He's you know, had six months off, though. I know he has, mate, but I'd, I'd, I think there are zero positives to take from either of his last two starts. Other than the fact that this is back down in trip. He's the one, if I was to say who is, who is the one you are most against at the
1: prices, it'd be Slate House. <laughs> well, we're disagreeing here. I, I think he's a cracking bet at ten. Um... I like
0: that. I like that we we'll take each other on. Uh, number six, happy diva, Jim. I'm sure we'll say very, very similar things. Everyone likes her. Admirable and consistent as he come. Obviously won this race last year. Another fine effort to finish second behind simply the bets in the plate at the Cheltenham Festival. Rarely runs a bad race. Warmed up. Maybe a fairly disappointing at, at Weatherby, but it was a seasonal comeback. Uh, no one would be shocked if she's in the frame.
1: I can't put it by myself. Number seven, Cyril Delac. Cyril Delac, ten to one. I don't mind him, Jim.
0: First run for David Pipe. This was the lad I put up for this last season uh, when he pulled up. It's almost the exact same profile to simply the bets. To be fair, won the plate, went on a little bit of a winning streak last year. And do you know what? He was bang there when he came down in the plate this season. Therefore, I don't think 150 is a who won Mark? He's, he's absolutely unmoved uh, from what he was on in this race last year. I liked him for it last season. I have no reason to think he'll be on any worse than so Mark. Alright, skew them on now instead of Lizzie Kelly, so technically there's a £3 disparity. But again, we know he loves Cheltenham, goes well in these sort of big field handicaps. I can't put my finger on why he was so bad in this race last year because every performance of the last two years, either side of that, has been quite good. Hens is a fair price, you can see him running well.
1: Yeah, I agree, and I thought he was unlucky to fall at the last. I thought he was just coming back at simply the bets, and he would have been a right tussle home. home. Um, just agonising. Like you said, I, I don't know um, what went wrong in this last year, uh, but going into that, he did have very good form. Uh, interesting he's gone to David Pipes in the Dinas colours. Um, and uh, like you said, I think twelve to one's a fair price in a bit of each way value.
0: Number eight is probably the most consistent handicapper in the country over both hurdles and fences. Over the past two or three years, Spirit of the Games consistently runs well, but just doesn't win.
1: Yeah, uh, and we saw. Uh, him in the Caspian Caviar last year, agonisingly beaten by Warthog, uh, and he was the same uh, by Sepage. Um, he'll run well, but he won't win, like he said, like he doesn't often. Uh, his marks dropped a pound from uh, the last two uh, starts. We saw him finish six in the, in the uh, Browns advisory. It seems to be a common theme here happening. Uh, I think that's a lenient drop in I know it's only a pound I know but uh, that that could chuck him another length and that might be interesting I wonder why they have dropped him a pound because it's not like he ran disgracefully in the uh, in the advisory I mean he,
0: he made his chase debut October 2018 and his handicap rating has only ever fluctuated between 146 and 150 in 10 chase starts just ban consistent, but that means the handicapper knows where he is. He'll go well, but yeah. again, may be vulnerable to something slightly sexier. Wouldn't put you off at 14, especially if you can get four or five places.
1: Yeah, I and, and well, You agree. can get
0: four places. And obviously, if, if, any, if any bookies are paying enhanced, yeah, I wouldn't rule him out. The number nine is fascinating, St. Sonic Jim. Two runs in Britain, hacked up at Catrick at 5 to 1 on, and then pitched into the marsh where he ran seventh, shaped fairly well for a while. For me, though, he's priced on potential, however, that potential is scarier.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, we, we saw uh, he jumped really, really well uh, at Catrick, won uh, fairly comfortably in the end. Uh, He he sort of just lost his way a bit in the marsh. Almost he just got a bit lost, and he ran on fairly well in the end, if you you go back and watch it. Um, He'd come back to himself with three out. Um, He he sort of stayed on at the same pace, but I thought he ran with a lot more credit than what the results showed that day. Uh, Obviously, the potential's there. Slightly harsh that they put up two pounds for finishing seventh uh, in the marsh. Um, I do think he's the most likely winner out of this race and I do think he has got a very good chance I know it's a bit boring that he's 9-2 um, but I think him and Slate House will be, probably be where I'm landing we've seen what second season uh, chasers do in this sort of race before and I think that if he's revved up and ready to go Nicholls could have a, a Ryanair candidate on his hands here
0: That's a very, very bold call Very, very bold. Number 10, Domain De Lille for Sean Curran. Put up a hat-trick last season, culminating in a win at Ascot where he he beat Benny King, then stepped up to three miles. Wasn't as good that time. Fair enough returning a novice hurdle here last month, but requires a career best.
1: Yeah, I I echo everything you said. Um, It was a novice hurdle over uh, over a distance that he didn't enjoy. And he was given a comfortable ride, uh, and he's on some of his form last season. It was it was good. He needs to step up again, uh, but I do think he'll struggle in this.
0: Number eleven is a horse who I generally struggle to put my
1: finger on. Brelanda. Uh, what do you make of him, mate? This is the biggest price he's probably gone off since finishing uh, second in the race last season. Um, Normally, we see him at at single-figure digits, and um, like you said, he's difficult to get hold of. Um, He's run well in the Grand Annual. He has good form enough around Cheltenham, uh, second in this last year, third in the Grand Annual, as I've mentioned. Um, He's a risky one, but he's one that you'd be willing to chance yourself with. Um, My question mark with him is I sometimes am of the opinion that he just needs a run to get going and I know it. first time he ever ran in England for uh, Nichols he did win but I tell a lie, that's not true he had, he had a bit of a spell between, but I just feel like uh, I feel like it just takes a go just to get the engine revved and I can't be having him at this price because he's such a difficult horse to get hold of Yeah, he's, he's-
0: one of the ones to me that I think I look at and I've I feel is capable of winning that, but I feel he's won that. That might me. That might lead me to give him more chances than he possibly deserves. And I am. He's almost kind of on my radar as a potential cliff horse. Yeah. You know what I mean? A horse who I'm becoming a little bit wary of. Look like, after. <laughs> I don't think he's unfairly weighted at 1-4-3. Goes well at Cheltenham. Others just persuade me a little bit more, mate. Yeah, I understand. Number 12, Cotto Rico. Almost sprung one of the surprises of the season uh, when running to within three quarters of a length of top notch in the Peterborough last season. <laughs> Never really matched that since. So will drop back down to one, two, four. 2 uh, This will need the career best.
1: Yeah, um, a lot of people are thinking that he could be a bit of a wise guy, Price, uh, just for that second in the Peterborough. Um, he was disappointing from that. Um, didn't run no race behind most of these in the play last season. He will have to step up again. But if you take that Peterborough form as literally as as, you, uh, as some people might, you've certainly got to chuck him into the equation. Um he dropped a bit in the handicap since. He dropped five pound since uh, the the plate, which might swing in his favour. Um I think he he has had wind surgery as well, which is interesting. I do think he might just need one run to sort of get the engine going first. Not for me, mate. No, not, not for, for me, me either.
0: At number thirteen is Fiddux. Still yet to match his peak hurdles rating, which was one four five He's, he's now back up to his career uh, high chase mark, though, of 1 two, four after he uh, won at Market Raisin last time out beating Courtmaster. Courtmaster, another one, from that uh, fantastic race on Trials Day. That's simply the best one. Uh, I think he's generally likeable, Fiddux. Got, yeah. got a fair amount of time for him, but summer jumpers don't win this, do they?
1: Correct, that's the perfect way to put it. It's very likeable to watch him through the sun around your Newton Abbots uh, and your market raisins, as we saw. Uh, will he be winning this? Simple, no, I don't think. 1-4-2 um, a harsh mark for a summer jumper. And I'm looking forward to him running, but I don't think he's got any chance.
0: Number 14, Pinson De First run in Britain for Alex Dunn. Uh Jim, this is the oldest, hardest horse to analyse, is a hundred to one. French form, his last win came at Canis-sur-Mer last November on heavy ground. Also second at Autoy in February. Also on heavy ground, yet to win a graded race in France. Alanic Stun must pull off one of the training performances of the decade to get him to win this first
1: time up. Yeah, certainly like you said, very hard to, to... Sort of assess a mark of 141 could either be very harsh or very lenient. Um, I mean, re- reading the French form, Jim, uh, looks harsh. Yeah, so do I. I agree. Um, nothing exactly special he's ever beat or run that well against. Um, got an entry in the Sefton, like many of these have. Maybe that could be a target further down the line, but I, I've genuinely not got a clue about Pinson.
0: Got an entry in the Sefton, but he has fallen five times in the past three seasons, <laughs> uh, including two of his last three starts where well, one was an unseat. But yeah, not, not for me, being mixing, hurdling, and chasing in France as well. Uh, best watched on British debut, uh, even at 100 to 1. Number 15 is one I half like here the Russian Doyen. At best price, 14 to 1. Uh, placed in the Novice Handicap. RIP two years ago behind Aplutar. Uh, only saw him the once last season where he pulled up did, uh, against riders on the storm, didn't come back out after that, but made a fine return in a decent little handicap hurdle at Fontwell. Dropped in the weights to 138 over fences, still fairly low mileage.
1: I can see this lad going well. So can I. Um, it makes me sound like the, the Tizar propaganda is well and truly back now the season's underway. Um, no, you
0: you wouldn't put a Tizar horse up.
1: No, certainly wouldn't. <laughs> um, I thought it was a nice reappearance in a handicap hurdle. I thought he never was really travelling. The yard weren't going really well. Um, going into last uh, last season, you would have thought that he would have been a bit more impressive, but um, we didn't see a lot of him, did we? Um, he's fascinating, like you said, that he's low mileage, um, and he's dro- his mark's dropped two pounds. I don't think he's without a shout at 16. I do think he's a bit of value as well.
0: I agree with you there. And I'd say the same about 16, cool The yeah. woman Williams has done really well. We've switched to Williams at the age of nine, obviously previously with Michael Blake, and was kind of... Well, it kind of gone off the ball for Michael Blake, who had done really well with Cool Cody in the past. You know, I remember when you put him up at 66ers when he finished second to Lord Napier, hmm uh a couple of years ago, back in the day. Had a had a couple of goals in Chasing for uh, for Blake as well, two seasons ago. That didn't go to plan, but Williams really has found the key to him. Winner on chasing debut at Newton Abbott, then beaten by the informed soldier of love at that track since. Then within a length and a half of Southfield Stone at the preceding Cheltenham, Cheltenham meeting last month, where he's finished ahead of Notlat say Who I who is a I think a fairly decent benchmark and pylon. Don't think he's on an unfair mark of one three seven. Went well in big sort of handicaps as uh, over hurdles. Stays further than this, so a pace to aim at isn't going to be an issue. Can see him going well.
1: Yeah, understandable as well. Um, I, I think he's got not too bad novice form uh, so far. Like you said, he's second in that novice behind Southfield Stone. Not that freeze is a fairly solid benchmark. Um, they've decided to keep his mark the same, which I think is fair enough. And like you said, Evan Williams has brought a second win to him.
0: And number 17, Sky Pirate can't finish his dinner.
1: Correct. That's the only way to put it.
0: <laughs> Bless him. Bless him. I've never looked a horse, never seen a horse look so good on the bridle and so bad off it as Sky Pirate. So Slate House wins a Paddy Power for you. A one, two, two Well, maybe
1: is a win. Slate, Slate House second. And Russian Dying third.
0: For me, simply the bets beats the Russian Doyen and Cool Kode.
1: So that makes Russian Doyen the bet then?
0: The giant team bet, yeah. Have we, we got to double map him again?
1: No, or no, neither we're, not think doing, he'll win? we're not doing that.
0: <laughs> no, Jim, the 250 is a Paddy Power Games handicap hurdle listed race over three miles.
1: Where have you landed here, mate? Um, the T-Clipper was impressive last time, we're beating Flash of Steel. Uh, at Chepstow And I think he's got the, the best form But I, I do think That the handicappers slowly catching up With him He's raised him again for this uh, And I think it'll have to be another Upgraded performance to be winning this um, One that I like uh, He's the rank outsider of this And I think he's a bit of an insult to him Is who's my jockey um, He was a good horse over hurdles Early on in his career um, Beating Del Oro uh, in a novice hurdle uh, around Kempton, and he's got some bits and pieces of nice form. Um, he was behind Eric Larouge, uh, who was a fairly s- stable uh, at that at that division. Uh, and he was fifth behind. Uh, behind to be fair, he'd gone chasing, wasn't a natural, but he changed uh, stables and gone with Richard Hobson this time. He was given a, a conservative ride in the Potence, let's just say that. Uh, he was raced out on a wing, and kept on plodding at the same pace, uh, and I think the step up to three miles will certainly be more up his street. And I think 33 is a bit, a bit of an interesting price for, for him, and he's probably going to be my each way playing this.
0: You know his brother is, Jim.
1: Go on. What are you That's mental. <laughs> um, a a horseman in a three-mile handicap who's related to a two-mile champion old king.
0: My up of the week's in this race. Go on. The best-in man. Ooh.
2: I like him over three miles.
0: And I... I still think he's Probably slightly better than one two four. Ran really well here against the banging form captain Tomcat at this meeting last time out, and was arguably pulling away from, from the third. No captain Tomcat at this meeting again on the Sunday. I think uh, the best man would have won the London Rottie last season had he not come down at the last. Forming big three mile handicap hurdle is fairly solid. The Cheltenham meeting in December, he was fifth in the race won by Goodbye Dancer. The Hennessy meeting, sixth in the big handicap, won by Champers on ice. Neither time beaten
2: any more than, you know, within
0: 10 lengths of the winner both times. That's decent, only being raised £2 for a good one. He's technically out of the handicap here again. I think he's worth the crack at three miles. I know he's shown, I know he's shown some form at but I think there is still more to come for him over this trip. We know he goes well around Cheltenham, uh, and in a race where I'm, like I said, I'm struggling to find anything, anything else I particularly hugely keen on. T is the obvious one, you know, just really, really hard to knock, and, and saw, saw the Silver Trophy out quite well last time. To be fair, from a horse, you know, what we know, runs well at, Kemp, uh, at Chepstow sorry, and Flash the Steel. He could still well be ahead of his mark off one forward, one But a lot of the others in this dandy-danza, you know, really a, an exceptionally long-distance, long-distance chaser. You know, we saw him last time out in the Durham National. And to be fair, his, his hurdling wasn't as good as his chasing has been so far. Delarca goal, and to be fair, at all... We know a lot about women; and are all fairly well exposed. Uh, there's nothing usually else that interests me barring the favourite and the bestie man. And I, I, I'm i slightly more confident the bestie man might still be ahead of his mark.
1: Yeah, I, I certainly think he will, and he's scrapes in here off bottom weight. Um, Ten to one is a good each-way price.
0: Anything else for you on the Saturday, Jim? Um,
1: not really, no. I think Son of Kamas is, uh, was... Impressive beating King Roland in that novice hurdle. Um, was slightly disappointing since, but all a bit in, in better company. Into a handicap for the first time. Mark a 133 spare. I think he's interesting in the 325, and I don't have a strong opinion in the Mayor's last month race.
0: Yeah, sorry, Captain Tomcats in the following race. Uh, as Jim said, goes up against Son of Camas, not running on the Sunday. Uh, The Sunday meeting, Jim, what would you like to talk about? Do you want to discuss the one fifteen, and the the novice chase?
1: Um, Not that particularly exciting. Well, it's an exciting field, but we don't have decks yet. Uh, Big breakaway, exciting to see him go over fences. Hopefully the ground softened up plenty for him. Mossy Fenn jumped well enough uh, last time, just got slightly tired late on. Uh, quite clearly well they needed that run the mighty Don beat uh, Enrillo well somehow last time it was game as anything Rillo since come out and won uh, and been impressive since Um, Soldier loves a good summer jumper other than that I don't have a strong opinion in that but I'm looking forward to seeing the big breakaway finally out of offensive
0: yeah really exciting there Kim Bailey's got a nice one in that as well in happy-go-lucky who won well on chasing debut after being placed in the Martin Pipe? What we will talk about, Jim, is the Supreme Trial Novices Hurdle because we have prices for that. Uh, seven to four, third time lucky. Five to two, Cotton Bold and Fidelo Valleys, Five to one for pleasure. Eighth, Jungle Junction. Eleven, Piersgar Pike. Fifty to one, Le That's the 3.35. I've done this completely not in time order. It's just on the order it is on odds checker.
1: <laughs> no problem. Um, I think third time lucky should take all the beating. I've been really impressed with what he's done over hurdles. All the bit they've been at short prices. Um, but what he's done has been really impressive. His bumper form's good enough. Um, fourth good enough. It was
0: champion, fourth, fourth, yeah, I'm going to say.
1: Fourth in the champion bumper, obviously being the highlight. But his other form... Beating other horses is not come out to be as bad either. Um, but what he's done over hurdles, he's been really impressive. Travelled really well. Shown plenty enough. And I think he should take the beating in this. I, I, I know Cotton Bold ran well behind McFabulous in the Persian War. But I feel like he was never going to win that. And it's, they sort of just chucked him in to see how well he w- would and I think I feel like the connections are doing the same here. Nothing against Corton Boulder. I do think he's a, a good horse, but I think that Third Time Lucky's just got a bit more progression in him over hurdles.
0: I agree. Uh, third Time Lucky wins for me as well, mate. The Slur Chase. This is a fascinating market. Two to one Fav. Now put the kettle on. Five to two Defi de Sight. Eleven to four Roushiv. Seven to one Sorrel though he's not jocked up. And he's he's not priced everywhere, so I'd be surprised should he t- rock up here. Ace Judas Geneva, Ace Riders on the Storm, twenty-two to one. Forrest, Behan, my next best comes in this race, Jim. Go on then, what is it? When Defi Desai pisses up here, people will be absolutely staggered that he was allowed to go off at five to two and Do not it. favourite.
1: Bang on, Defi Desai holds his list, doesn't he? Easy. Easy, surely. Of not
2: far?
0: Look, he was a massive flop at the Cheltenham Festival. There's no getting around that. But mate, how good was he in the Clarence house? How brave was he in the Tingle Creek? He beat the champion chase to win this race last season. It's only the one run we have, uh, we have to forgive him for. One well first time out. General Cheltenham record is fantastic. But up against a hugely admirable mayor in put the kettle on. I, th- I think they're in a different league on what they've achieved so far.
1: I agree. And, and Chuck Rouge viffin too. Uh, I think he streaks ahead of him. I think 5-2 is an absolutely ridiculous price ploughing right now.
2: I love
0: it. I love it. And I, I think it will be one where I can see there's a thought coming once people, once people... You know, rewatch the Clarence House from last season and realise actually, this is a horse who was a five to two one favourite for the Champion Chase last season. I'm not still quite on the put the kettle on train yet. She's a super super filler but I don't think it was a good article.
1: No, I-, I agree. I mean,
0: and maybe it's clouded my judgement because she's she's won it and horses who win at Kilbeggan and Downpatrick and Tipperary don't normally win the Arkel. But, you know, I've seen, I've seen really, really sensible people talk about her, you know, as a potential champion chase horse so I far this
1: season.
0: She's rated 154. She needs another stone to be that level, even with the mayor's Allowance. Even with the mayor's Allowance, mate. You know, every time she's run, I've been against her. And i 'll you know, and to be fair she's she 's made me look a dafter i 'll continue to underestimate her, here yeah, she 's got a formidable rival in a proven grade one horse who is a bigger price than her, and I think he wins
1: simple, Definitely decide Nap of the weekend. get on
0: I am though jim also going to mention a horse, who so I feel he 's underappreciated and i would. I'm unsure whether I want to see him go well this weekend because I think he's overpriced for the Ryanair his riders on the storm yeah two miles isn't his trip but I I, was, I wasn't convinced by him at all last season until he actually fell in the Ryanair even when he won the Ascot Chase I was a little bit like oh he's won a grade one but that's a grade one that's absolutely fallen apart you know <laughs> I said before about his win. at Ascot that he'd beaten the two biggest bottle jobs in racing when he did over on the blind side and Paloma the blue, uh, but he was still in contention when he came down at the in the Ryanair and was in the process of winning a nice race. That to me confirmed that maybe not the very top level, but it's a sort of horse who, who could certainly, you know, go well in go well in grade ones and had, you know. This trip's, this trip's short of his best, but I'd be intrigued to see how he fares, because I do think at the current Ryanair prices, he's slightly overpriced.
1: Yeah, you'd have to agree. Um, he does have a bit of form over two miles, um, so you you wouldn't really um, expect him to be there or thereabouts. And like you said, two mile four is probably his best, but I don't have that much of a problem with him over two.
0: The Greatwood Hurdle, another big handicap puzzle to solve. Best prices nine to two Edward Stone, five's Praschema, six is Main Fact and Time White, tens Hunter's call, Tegerek, twelves Oakley, Sebastopol, Strong Vance and Thinking. Fourteen to one Bar then. Have you solved this very tough puzzle, Jim?
1: Um, I am hoping to have. Um... I mentioned Edward Stone in the National preview. I think he could kick on a bit again this season. He's a horse I've got a lot of time for. I thought his six in the Supreme was good, and I think here's a, an obvious target for him. Uh, six-year-old novice last season, stepping up into a handicap for the first time, having run at Grady races uh, over hurdles. You'd certainly have to respect him. Um, I think market certainly not missed him at eight, and he's jocked up with Tom Cannon on board. Uh, we saw him get on really well with him last season. I think he's he's the potential superstar in this race um, at the prices I think Hunter's call I think William Hill are offering 20 to 1 about him and I'd, that's certainly value for me. Um, he won the grade 3 handicap hurdle at Ascot in 2017 and then quite clearly three years off the track he had a, obviously had an issue and uh, he won a nice race around Seoul. It was a nice reappearance and sort of upset the odds, really, because no one expected him to be as raring and firing, having to have that much time off. Um, he then, they went went for glory in the Galway Hurdle, finished fourth behind Aramon Hartstrump's Petit Mouchoir. I don't think that form's that bad at all. Um, and I know that he's sort of a 10-year-old that's slightly... Um, well, not exactly screaming off the page at you, um, but I think twenty to ones a fair amount of value. They took the chance in the in the goal weight. I thought he ran with a lot of credit. They bumped him up two more pound, which is understandable. Um, but he's still only 17 starts for a 10-year-old, very likely raced over hurdles. And I think that if... I think that he could just sort of sneak into the frame in this at, at, at a decent enough price. And I think he's been underestimated. My only negative uh, with Hunter's Callies, Ollie Murphy's horses, he's just taken a run to get going, um, but he's been on the go since July, so hopefully that he'll be brought back ready and fresh, and I didn't think he's, his forms are that bad at all.
0: Yeah, I can have that mate, I'm with you on Edward Stone, in that I, he'd be one of the three, on the shortlist for me, even though he's favourite, uh, the Supreme was a good race last year, Edward Stone, I think he's probably lacked the pace to be a top-class two-miler. But two is a very, very reasonable opening mark for him. Bit of, you know, this race is always strongly run, which I think sees him to best effect because he can utilise the stamina that he has. I think he'd be fine over two and a half miles. See why he's favourite. Don't think he's a bad price. Bigger prices, Jim. Two at sixteen to one for me. Last year's winner Harambe, for some reason, has been fairly well forgotten about. You know, as a novice, finished second in the, uh, that race at Sandown. The big, uh, valuable novice handicap that Getaway Trump won, obviously he took this last season and was in the process of running a good race when brought down in the Betfair. Wasn't fancied that day either. You know, a great old hurdle winner going straight into the Betfair, going off 25-1. to 1. He's only £6 higher than last season's win. Where he beat a horse in Gumball, who really, you know, ended the season running in better races than Handicap Company. Beat Monsieur Lecoq, who was banging form, had won the Welsh champion hurdle prior to winning that. Uh, don't think 143 is a bad work for Harambe. If he's ready, I think he'll go well. And another horse who ran in this season's Welsh champion hurdle, is Milkwood. Won at last First time up this October. And then finished fourth behind Sol Royal, Emptying a little bit quickly. He's the pound for that. His form last season, really decent as well. Beat Does He Know, who's going to go favourite for the high novices hurdle on Friday. Uh, on the, uh, when he broke his maiden. Also finished second to Scaramanga of Paul who a, who's a nice type for handicaps this season, finished third behind Kid Commando at Ascot a couple of weeks ago. Now off a mark of 140. Don't think that's unfair. 16-1, to 1, I feel, is a little bit of value for Milkwood.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And do you not think that thinking is fascinating in this for David Pike? We saw him over hurdles once beating YCCS Porto um, who runs now for Dr. Richard Newland rated one two four. Um But pitching him in here first time out, um, not exactly the flashiest of pedigrees to think jumping at So You Think and an Italian there. Um, but the fact that they're pitching him into a Greatwood first time out uh, is interesting, isn't it?
0: Yeah, absolutely fascinating. Although on this podcast, we can't be liking a horse called Thinking. If the horse was called Blindly Back Anything anything by Colin Tizard, or immediately call any big novice hurdler. The next best thing, we'd be well on there, but thinking isn't something we like doing. Uh, Friday Jim, one of the Turf Talk 12 on the slopes, his favourite for the two-mile handicap up against the likes of Magic, St. Fanny and Destreval, Beat the Judge, and my old mate Eamon and (laughs) Kernock. Obviously the feature ace is the cross-country easy's land, Back in Britain, taking on Tiger Hall and Potter's Corner is a fascinating uh, first-time debutant over the cross-country obstacles. That's the best cross-country race we've seen in this country for ages.
1: For years.
0: Yeah, really, really looking forward to that. Before we do the Naps, Jim, we've got a grade one to talk about, the Morgiana.
1: Yeah, uh, it certainly doesn't disappoint this year, and it's like you said before this podcast uh, when we were just chatting about this race, it's the best renewal for years. Do you know what the strategy for this is, Jim? Go on then.
0: Back saddle day for the champion hurdle.
1: (laughs) How many seasons have you said that at the beginning of the National Hunt podcast?
0: Never! Never! How was it last season? No, no, no! I'm not with you here, mate. You've you've misremembered this completely. I wasn't not a. I was not really on the the Air bandwagon last season, even after he won this. But I am now because he's a price, and he's one of the ones who I feel the market has completely and utterly forgotten about. He's impossible to knock when he's completed. Somehow, this is his fourth season hurdling.
1: <laughs> that was mental.
0: But Jim. There is nothing Saldier has done that you could look at and say for certain this isn't a grade one horse.
1: Correct. Um, obviously, last season we saw him uh, win this, beating Petit Bouchoir and upsetting the odds of a classical dream. Um, he's, he's been a rebuilding stage after falling, wasn't he? Um, he's sort of a question mark of, is he just fragile? Um, it's nice to see him that they got him out early again this year and hopefully they can build on something to this. I'm I'm on the campaign of Abercadabra. I thought he ran with enough credit last time in the WKD. He was slightly keen early on. few mistakes. Just needed a bit of a seasonal reappearance to warm warm him up. And I think that it will be closer and better in this uh, than he was uh first time out last season, uh, this season. I know he was... Uh, beaten by Aspire Tower, which was probably a slightly disappointing result. Um, but I'd top up your Abacadabras price. I think he drifted a bit after um, finishing second. I'd top that up. He's about eight to one now. I think he's still got a chance in the in, in the Champion Hurdle.
0: I've backed Sotwa already for the Champion Hurdle at sixteens, but I think the prices are wrong here. Yeah, with him at four to five, he's formed so far, you know, his potential is immense. But his form so far is not as good as either Abracadabra's or Salde's, mm-hmm. And therefore, having him as an odds-on shot to beat them makes me want to take him on here, even though I'm already with him for Cheltenham. Uh, and the one I'd take him on with is Salde, because I don't think he should be double the prize of Abracadabra's. I wasn't as disappointed about Abracadabra's as other people were. Like you said, I thought it was fine without being good. Uh, just a bit of an issue that it's the same thing we saw at Cheltenham with him not finishing his race off. I don't think it's an attitude thing, because he's scrapped with Jason the Militant for second, yeah. who re he again here. And I don't think he's grade one quality, but, he, but Jason the Militant is so likeable. Uh, I, I could have Abba and I could have Saldier as winners of this. And I think they're both better propositions than Saltwater. And if he goes and wins, I'm, I'm happy anyway. <laughs> I've got him at 16 <laughs> to the champion hurdle. Ideal. he shouldn't be odds-on to be a grade One winner and a horse who was second in one of the best Supremes we've seen in a while yeah. after winning the Count A and beating Tigris River
2: at Tipperary. Leysan mm-hmm. Warnes. But I
0: don't want to do that because he could be very, very good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How big are your cojones?
0: Not big enough for that. Jesus, but I am saying he should not be odds on to beat two horses whose form so far is superior to his. Mm-hmm. If they were all, you know, if you were looking at 2 to 1, 3 to 1, 4 to 1, that might be a little bit more realistic. Rather than 4 to 5, 9 to 4, 5 to 1. So the is a bet. And
1: he goes go. well
0: in the champion as well. Simple as that. For me, at this stage, Jim, I see Sontwara and Salvia as the two
1: biggest threats to Epitome. Yeah, I agree.
0: Oh, come on! Then why we have Abacadabras?
1: Well, chuck him in as well. I, st- I, st- I, st- <laughs> I don't think the winner of the champion over will be English this year.
0: Ooh. Ooh, well, we only are, we are kind of reliant on Epitone. Uh unless Tight Call continues progressing after his second win of the year today at Ludlow. Up the boy, uh, nap time, Jim.
1: Nap of the weekend, slur chase, definitely decide what a price lump on. Oh,
0: um, see next- by you doing that, that makes me want to now swap my nap and next best and we can have another bubble nap.
1: <laughs> Fire away if you want. Uh, my next best will also come on the Sunday in Edward Stone. I think he's got a very, very good chance that Mark could be very lenient. And my reserve will come in the Paddy Power with San Go on,
0: I'll do it. We'll team up again.
1: Double uh,
0: nap. Another double nap. One day it'll come in. Defi Desai wins the Schler. Uh, bit of a gift, I think, at 5-2. to two. The next best is the bestie man. Because I've done all right with a flat the flat handicap picks during the flat scene so hopefully it carries on to the jumps and the reserve is Salvia Fair enough Thanks to everyone for joining to Turf Talk I love this weekend Uh, Thanks to rating the racers for their support We hope you've enjoyed listening uh, and we'll see you all again soon See you soon, stay safe